Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're continuing our game of The Watch with special guests, the Broadswords. Before we get to that, though, we've got some exciting announcements. One Shot is going to be welcoming a new show by host Quinn Wilson called Arms of the Tide. If you're familiar with Quinn, it would be from his work on Swallows of the South. If you liked Swallows, you'll love this new series because Quinn is using the same cast. And they'll be playing a variation on the Mutants in the Night role-playing system, which was designed by our own DC. Arms of the Tide will premiere April 9th. You can get ready by subscribing to Swallows of the South. When Arms launches, the feed will change over. In other exciting news, on April 11th, Total Party Kill will be having its one-year anniversary. They'll be running an improv-heavy city event stream to celebrate. You can join them live in the chat April 11th at 7 p.m. Central Time over at twitch.tv slash one-shot-rpg. With all of that out of the way, I'll see you in the mid-roll, heroes. We open on sweeping grasslands butting up against a dark and gnarling forest. It's beneath a gray sky. There is a chill in the air, and as the breeze goes by, you can see it wave over the delicate reeds of grass uh, that are reaching up into the sky. We don't see smoke. We don't see fire. But we do see inside the woods, just barely, close enough to the grasslands that you'd be able to look at any possible invaders making their way over the rolling hills, a camp. A camp that's been cleverly and carefully concealed from the outside world. Uh, And as we get closer to it, uh, we can see the women and non-binary folk who are gathering up their supplies and preparing for a move. Um, I'd like everybody to just describe what you're doing at this camp right now. Um, I think that I have already packed up my gear and have everything on me that I need to. And I've got one eye on the rest of the group to see how long it's going to take for them to mobilize. And one eye out on the surrounding territory just to make sure that uh, nothing is approaching. Uh, is a morning ritual that Draga needs to do to feel that that they have woken up that she has woken up. So uh, definitely uh, a brisk morning run, um, cleaning and sharpening weapons, um, going through and checking armor, making sure that all of the straps are well oiled, nothing looking like it's uh, getting brittle, fraying through, making any minor repairs that need to happen, um, going all of those things. Once or twice. I like it. So in this situation, obviously, you've been able to check over your gear, but uh, because you're keeping a low profile, there's no morning run. Um, and that's common for you. Uh, when when battle is on the table, you're not able to you know, go about your regular uh, training and physical activities. It always leaves you a bit on edge. Your, your body hungers for the movement. I'm saving it for the battle. Yeah. Uh, what about Rysak? They are um, saying a prayer for the land that has been used and the animals that have been hunted to feed the party. And that's pretty much how they kind of finish up their morning is, you know, a, a thank you prayer to the earth, to the sky, to everything around us for what all that they've contributed. What does that prayer look like? Uh, is it just, you know, sitting and focusing or are there uh, like accessories that are with it or particular movements? A couple of movements. Um, they kind of get on their knees. They pick up some dirt. They say the appropriate words. They sprinkle it around. Um, they have their hands up in the air. They press the palms of their hands together and speak a few more words of thanks. Yeah, um, I think we see this shot of the sprinkling earth, and it falls in a spiral towards the camera. It's a very dramatic effect, and like through it, we, we can see Rysok's face. Uh, what emotion is, is playing across Rysok's face as they're going through these prayers? Thoughtful mourning. A little bit. Uh, this kind of idea that we have to use up all these resources. They have definitely kind of grown up in an environment where uh, you have to be grateful and thankful, but we are still using the land that doesn't necessarily belong to us like it belongs to itself, like it belongs to the land. So they're little, you know, a little, a little um, thoughtfully with a frown. Uh, and I, I think like as this earth 
is is falling down to to meet the rest of itself uh we see flashes like we're bombarded with several quick flashes of uh yelly of yelly uh the maiden of the mountain uh just in different positions that Ryzok has seen yelly while they were at the fortress together um you know there's there's yelly standing up in front of the crowd there's yelly uh dancing on a table there's yelly uh consoling a a crying person who's lost someone very dear to them um and like i think as that dirt falls uh we see Rysok's eyes snap open and be once again in the moment rezzy has been awake for several hours because rezzy's very tense she couldn't sleep she's been up since long before the sun rose but when it was dark there wasn't much she could do she just had to lie and look into the skies and just wait for the sun to rise as soon as it did that's when she got more into her training rituals you know she just she does her push-ups she does her squats um she can't run around but she still has that that same need to move the tragafelt so she is walking around and uh she's basically kind of alternating doing a bit of training and walking and pacing around the camp and checking in on a lot of the younger wardens the recruits the initiates just She's helping ease her own concerns by checking in on everybody else and seeing how everybody else is doing. She would definitely check on Rysok and and Tega um, to see as younger people how they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea that you have you carry the same tension that, that Trega does, but I think you're carrying it differently. Rezi feels to me like a coiled spring. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the way that you're dealing with this is really interesting, too, because like you're bringing sort of a nurturing, mentoring energy while you're just waiting for the release of explosive movement in a battle. I, I wonder, this is just a question that I have for you. Is your presence actually making people calmer or more nervous? Are they feeling your energy or have you gotten so good at uh, tending to people on the battlefield that they're not feeling your anxiety. They're they're being calmed, even though you're feeling anxious. I think that people can't help but be a little nervous around Rezzy because she is such an imposing figure. Yeah. When she comes around and, you know, she's this big, tall woman. She's muscle-bound. She's wearing plate armor. She's got a very big shield strapped to her back. A lot of people have an initial very nervous reaction to her. And I think combined with the fact that she has a little bit of nervous energy. Yeah, you look like you're ready to kill something yeah. right now. With this combination, she's really she's really trying hard. And she's really trying to use gentle words. But they can't help but be nervous just at the sight of her. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think maybe we see a little bit of that in, in Rezzy putting a comforting hand on Rysok's shoulder that is less than comforting. A little startled. <laughs> what about Tekka? I am trying to punch a bedroll into submission. I cannot get it to roll up nicely like like Trega or, or Rezzy. I'm having a very difficult time with getting it to be very compact so it can fit on my pack on my back um i'm just really struggling with with this whole camp thing this is not my normal thing i live in a hut it's very stationary Mm -hmm. it's i'm i'm a people come to me uh, in my role as as the spirit person um so this movement thing this nomadic life I have no idea what's going on. And with Rezzy pacing around, I'm just, I'm very nervous. And every time Rezzy walks over to me or passes me by, I'm just trying not to show that I'm struggling with this bedroll because I want to be good and I want to help our people. But, uh, oh, yeah, I I love this. You are feeling deeply self-conscious right now about your inability to do something that everyone else makes look so easy. Um, We're going to come back to that in a second. Uh, Let's let's end on Loette. Loette has found the tallest tree near the camp and has climbed it with a map in hand and is looking over and surveying the area that they're about to traverse. 
Um, Loet, I imagine, ha- you know, has this beautiful gleaming armor. Imagine Loet also has a cloak so that you're not yes. just shining in yes. this tree. I'm not just a beacon in the sky. Because you've given this to us, though, like, I need a description of the glory that is Loet just standing in this tree, light dancing off of their handsome face. Uh, I think the cloak is on but it's been draped over one arm as she holds on to the tree like it, it's draped back a little bit so some of the armor is showing off what, what what does the armor look like is it primarily like is it full plate style armor or is it i think it's more of a strategic like a breastplate like a light like a thing. light plate yeah like lightweight uh strategic armor for like the vital points of the body um because they come from the mountains they favor mobility and functionality over like giant like you you've got giant armor i've got the smaller vital point armor that just helps me move through the forest all right we we are going to come to the start of session moves but i believe we've stumbled onto a couple moves uh before the session has even really started uh what i would like to see from loette is a look beyond this is an active move that I think you are doing. Um, you look uh, beyond the surface to discover the truth, um, either situation at hand or someone's words. So I think this is not you fully scouting, but you are kind of surveying uh, the land around you for your look beyond. Um, that's 2d6, and you're going to add your cunning. Which is zero. That's Hey, that's actually not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. That's an 11. Okay. <clears throat> Gotta love those one-shot dice. <laughs> uh, so, you you may ask me a question about your situation, and I must answer honestly. By the way, I am the MC. I am the Mistress of Ceremonies. It is specifically Mistress of Ceremonies, and I will <laughs> not have that forgotten. I have one question about the setting before I address oh, yeah. a question about what I'm doing. I'll allow it. Uh, with the shadow is it like a cloud okay this is where we get to move into what is the shadow what is the shadow uh so uh i had to define the shadow by choosing a few things um first i chose what the shadow wants uh the shadow wants for uh for men to serve without emotion and for women to serve with gladness and delight so the shadow oh, sucks a lot and we hate it. Uh, when I read that, I'm like, oh man, that makes me hate the shadow so much. I'm so glad we're about to spend three to four hours of people hitting it with swords. Uh, what the shadow is, it is darkly sorcerous and terror inducing. So I do think there is visual phenomena that accompanies it. And it is like living shadow swimming around people. Kind of like tendrils of smoke even. Yeah, yeah. Not quite venom. But like, uh, but it, it definitely like swims around people. And I think if there are a bunch of shadow touched people, it like moves in a fog around them. Oh. Um, the shadow's servants, uh, men are twisted into unnatural creatures of war and women are turned into exemplars of sublime, unsettling beauty. Uh, so men look like orcish hulking behemoths oh it physically changes the way they look it physically changes the way they look and and as we've learned there are spells that can like temporarily recede that um which is cool uh so uh, and, and i want to this goes hand in hand with what the shadow does the shadow turns men into weapons and women into objects so i think women being uh, yeah i know <laughs> women being exemplars of sublime beauty uh, they look like living statues. Um, women's uh, flesh like gets turned into this marbly sort of porcelain effect. Uh, and like generally there are women sorceresses uh, that are in shadow ranks uh, and they talk a lot more than men. Um, they will be commanding heavy magics while men in the shadows force will be brute force shock troopers that are on the front lines but like it is terrifying when you have to go into combat against a shadow touched woman because like it's not exactly common um and the powers that they have are 
like truly horrifying. There have only been a couple battles in the four months that you've had so far where women have been in the front lines. And like they were all women who once fought with the watch. So it is brutal. Oh, I have so many good ideas now. So, so now that you have that setting information. So I know, does it, can I see, it's a, it's a question about what I see. Yeah, so you are up in this tree, sort of surveying the land. Um, so there's something about, there, there, I, I see this giving you information somehow. Yeah. So what would you want to learn from being up in a tree? I would want to know if I can see a gathering of people who've been touched by the shadow. And that, cause, and that I feel like that would be indicated by the smoky tendrils maybe wrapping around trees and just centering in a certain area there is a shadow camp that's probably about five miles off you can see it uh the shadow also doesn't live in harmony with the earth uh you know the, the the cultures that you have uh teach respect for the land around you everywhere that the shadow leaves there is some ruin it has poisoned the earth in some way the grass is gray and fading around there and it it pains you to see it but you can pinpoint exactly where the shadow is settled and where their patrols have passed by even if you can't see the tendrils themselves Mm. now that i've answered that question because you rolled 10 plus you get to ask a follow-up question and uh if you act on the information that you get out of this follow-up question it'll give you a plus one to whatever roll you make when you do it Dang. I don't know if it's a question or an assumption, but are we we're following a trail of like dead plants to and is it a group that we suspect is the one that took Yelly? Yeah, yeah. You have been tracking you're behind enemy lines now. Um and you've been sort of following uh like trails back to this camp. This isn't the main shadow encampment. Like that is several miles off, but like there is a temporary camp. From what you've learned of Shadow, uh, people who are within the Shadow's thrall still need to eat. They still need to sleep. They function like people in many ways, even though they don't look or act like people at all. Okay. Um, How about what do we know about the dangers of these woods and how can we take advantage of them? Okay. Uh, So... These woods in particular, uh, you've been chased back to a mountainous region. So I think this is a place that your clan is deeply familiar with. Um, your clan, Royshan, probably. Yes, yes. I, I think Royshan uh, to a smaller extent, but like you did have to let people in. There are safe paths that you have for friends. You have friend paths and then uh, Trails that you have taken care to make look inviting to people uh, that would not be friends. Um, the shadow has taken people from you, meaning they have information about what traps and things you've laid, but they don't know everything. Um, so I, I think there are certain traps in this region uh, that like, you know the signs of, um, and perhaps even traps that you've laid yourself. Uh, so you have knowledge of any kind of thing that would be warding off invaders. Um, so be sure to write that down. If you decide to use that later on, it will give you a plus one in a situation that it might be relevant to. The other role that I wanted to pay attention to was for Tekka, uh, because I kind of think that you, right off the bat, need to resist Shadow, which it surprises me Ooh. that it's you, uh, but you are trying to put on a brave face here. Uh, you can't roll up this sleeping bag and you're embarrassed about it because you think it makes you appear weak when you want to appear strong in front of these people who you respect and who need to depend on you. Uh, it would be simpler to ask for help and better for the group if you did, but you're not. Oh. <laughs> okay. Thank you for this gift! <laughs> That is a nine. Okay. You were so close. On a seven to nine, you do or say something you regret. Mark jaded. 
So what I think is happening here, Rezzy, the coiled spring, is going around and being a mama bear. Uh, Rezzy, like, I don't think you have an overwhelming amount of experience working with Rezzy. Uh, and, you know, you're a little bit afraid of judgment right now. You don't know Rezzy's personality is Mama Bear and that Rezzy does want to protect you and help you as a recruit. You have this incredibly tense person come over, put an arm on your shoulder, and offer to help you. What do you say that you regret? How big of a regret? (laughs) It doesn't need to be huge. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. You sure about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I just, it's the strap. That's all. It's just the strap. Just take it and tuck it. I'm, 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 I'm fine. Thank you. And that settles with a silence. You can recognize the edge in that. Um, <laughs> I think your cheeks flush up. Uh, and I need you to take a jaded. Or, or weary. No, take weary. Weary? Yeah. Or jaded gives me stuff. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, <laughs> this doesn't feel intense enough for jaded. Right. Um, but yeah, okay. you, you, this is already a stressful situation, mm-hmm. and you're super stressed out now. Yep. It makes sense for them. All right. Well, I think with that, uh, Loet gracefully descends the tree. And everybody has pretty much finished uh, putting together their stuff. Um, I think like we, we can see this line of people uh, that's ready to move out. Uh, though Tekka has like an awkwardly lumpy bedroll. <laughs> so we come to the beginning of session moves. Uh, and part of the beginning of session moves uh, is the corporal uh, doling out primary mission roles um and this can be you can also feel free to make up some stuff about exactly what you need to do and i will not contradict you i will may add detail to it but you can be like this is the plan we're gonna march five miles and then we're gonna just shock and awe jump in there or this is the plan we're going to set a distraction by causing a fire or something and blah 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 um, you just have to make sure that during this little speech, you also hand out uh, roles of navigate and strategize, recon and lookout, and take point. Everyone else will have to watch their backs. You can take on one of those roles if you think you are well suited to it. But Loet, uh, I think an important thing to remember, even though you are socially competent, you deserve to be in this position. Um even if there are people in this group who might be have more military experience, you should be a corporal. Okay. All right. Gather around. Got a plan. Uh, Loette takes the map she was holding up in the tree and kind of rolls it out on the ground and sets stones on each corner. This is a map of this valley. This is where the troops are that we're chasing. Um, and here are the various marked paths. None of these paths are safe. We're going to take this path. And she, she draws, um, a path that honestly goes a little ways out of the way that to, to the point where it probably makes some of you uncomfortable with how far out of the way it takes you. This needles, I think, Resi and Trega in particular, uh, because you have taken ceremony with, uh, this clan many times in the past. And one of the most common gripes uh, was that not just not just in these times, but the Molvas clan as a whole would always insist that you take these winding out of the way paths when it was very clear that there was a much more efficient path on the way. Uh, and it was a pretty common thing, like oh, leave it to a Molath to like make you walk in a spiral when you could walk in a line. Um. And she, where where she draws um, this winding line, finds like this lake, and then like treads along the far side of the lake. And well, it's necessary in these woods, is it? Yes. Have you been here before? I have. When? <clears throat> Rosie, let the shiny corporal do her thing. <sighs> yes, shiny corporal. 
Okay, so I need resist shadow rolls from both <laughs> Trago <laughs> and Rezzy. <laughs> nine eight okay so you're all in the same range you do or say something that you regret and it is going to either make you mark jaded or weary so weary is like normal stress jaded is like stuff that's like i just want to leave everything behind everything is trash it makes you walk away from gods friends and so much more um, I think I'll just sort of snip. Um, well, she's been fighting the shadow for so long. She clearly knows best. I think that Rezzy in response just rolls her eyes and, and, and says, you know, there, there are better ways that we can do this. And she maybe pull like steps towards the map and points out a bit of a shorter route that she thinks is better. Cool, cool. So what I think uh, happens then, that route is, like, it's not even trapped. That route is dangerous for very obvious natural reasons. Um, so you can come up with that, and out of this you're going to take weary. I feel like your comment is a jaded comment. Because you're like, the military structure has put this shiny corporal in charge of me. Fuck that. <laughs> so what is this, like, obvious reason you wouldn't walk there because it's a swamp and will sink into it or because snakes live there and snakes are gross and also poisonous we have a lot more to fight in these woods than the shadow and i know exactly what's here if you want to walk directly into a bear's den sure let's take that route would you like to take that chance i'll take a bear overtaking the shadow or we could take a route that will get us uninjured to the camp we need to attack. What would you like to do? I like lakes. There's a lot of memory in lakes. I think there is a gentle rolling of eyes collectively for the group. <laughs> and it settles this tension very well. I'm letting you know you're riding the line there as far as the shadow. So, what? Well, yeah. Like, it is, it is fine to assert things that you own just be careful that you're not belittling and insulting people while you do it because i will call you out i will make you roll and it will get you Hey heroes, welcome to the mid-roll. We'll get back to fighting the patriarchy in a minute. First, we've got a radvertisement. This one comes to us from Josie Baker, and it's for Designing Games That Matter, a four-day intensive with Avery Alder in Nova Scotia, Canada, May 17th through 21st at the Tatamagouche Center. This is going to be an intimate retreat to dive deep into designing games that are meaningful, dynamic, and transformative. If you think you might be interested, you should register soon. The deadline to apply for bursaries is April 15th. Priority will be given to people of color and queer folks. You can find out more information at tatacenter.ca. That's www.tatacentre, in the Canadian style, .ca. Folks, Avery's work is a tremendous inspiration to me as a game designer. I was fortunate enough to attend a talk that Avery gave in Chicago, and I can assure you that any lecture by her is definitely worth your time. I can only imagine how amazing this intensive is going to be. If you consider yourself a game designer or an aspiring game designer, and you're interested in games as a form of artistic expression that can inspire and move people, I highly recommend considering this, especially if you have a marginalized identity. We need more folks with voices like yours in this hobby. And anyone from the network who's spoken to Avery can assure you that she makes an excellent mentor. A huge thanks to Josie, Avery, and everyone from the Designing Games That Matter Intensive for supporting the show. Heroes, this Wednesday is a campaign Wednesday. Be sure to check out the campaign feed for a new episode of Skyjacks. Next Wednesday, on April 10th, we're going to be revealing the official character art for Dref Wormwood. And we'll be giving heroes who have subscribed to the Skyjacks mailing list a sneak preview of Jonnet's character art. If you also want to see Jonnet early, I suggest signing up for the Skyjacks mailing list over at bit.ly slash skyjackscrew. Speaking of campaign, last week y'all hit our 8250 goal on Patreon, which means the Binbon and Jubna episodes of campaign are going public. We're going to start putting those up on the campaign feed on April 8th. 
Thanks so much to everyone who supports our network through Patreon. And speaking of Patreon supporters, I think it's time for some thank yous. Vias Menethor, thank you. Ike Kronschig, thank you so much. Christopher Barr, thank you very much. Fabio Dennis, thank you. Kevin McManus, thank you so much. Andre Brooks, thank you very much. Claire Thompson, thank you so much, Claire. Connor McKenzie, thank you. Preston Taylor, thank you. Eric I, thank you very much. Jose Retta, thank you so much. Stephen Halls, thank you. Anna Woolock, thank you so much. Edwin Everhart, thank you very much, Edwin. And Cynthia A. Leffelt, thank you very much. Thanks again to all of our Patreon supporters. Folks, we are $250 a month away from our $8,500 a month goal. And at $8,500 a month, Campaign becomes a weekly show again. We have been working so hard on this new campaign, and I love it so much. Liz, Johnny, Tyler, JPC, and I are all so excited to share it with you. And it's hard for us to wait every other week, as I imagine it's hard for some of you. So if you like our shows and you want to see more of them, head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and become a supporter. That money supports our network and it helps us produce more content, like Campaign. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Excellent. So you've laid out the general plan. Um, now it's time to assign the roles. Who had the best training score? Well, I have a one. And one is pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I think we both have one. Two is like incredible. One is. And then who had good luck? I have two luck. I as well. Oh, dang. Okay. I think, uh, I mean, just like character wise, I'd probably be really good at recon just because yeah. I've got a bow. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Rysok. You will be recon and lookout. Ah, okay. Yeah, uh, yes, Corporal. Traeger, I'd like you to take point, please. Good choice. And Rezzy, I'd like you to watch our backs. I will navigate and strategize. I think that Rezzy bristles a little bit at that, that Traeger was chosen to take point over her. Yeah, for there's sure. Some, there's some more. The tension has come back a little bit. Yeah, and it's it, this isn't threatening Shadow, but like... There's there's this larger temptation to to sink into it. Cool. All right. So you've got the general plan. You're going to be guiding people down this winding path in order to get a chance to strike on the camp. What is your plan for attacking the camp itself? Because we should hear that at this moment too. Because it might change later on. But what's what's the use in uh, you know going to something if you don't have a plan that can go to ruin? <laughs> so knowing where the camp is right now. Loet would know what traps are nearby mm -hmm. and uh, how to trigger them. So I guess it, it depends on if the shadow camp moves or if it stays where it is and if how she knows the terrain in that area or if we want to find a way to drive them in a certain direction. So uh, I will say that this is a semi-mobile camp. Uh, this is like an outcropping of a larger shadow force um, that has been clearly dispensed to do a surprise attack where they kidnap somebody because they're trying to get some intelligence are they mobile or are they encamped right now they're encamped like you, you've seen them camped but like they outnumber you um I'm, I'm going to say they outnumber you at least three to one so there are about 15 people in this strike force and they're monster people yeah i think um being in the mountains, there's all all types of topography. Mm -hmm. um, I think what I would like to have us do is drive them towards or or tempt them towards a ravine. Okay. So that we can uh, get them to a point where we um, get them close to the edge and either knock them off or um, go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Um, we can drive them to an edge or spring a trap that's close to the ravine and drag them down into it. But obviously that will require us to retrieve Yelly. 
before we drive them to that edge. Okay, so this is the other question that we have to resolve. Your mission is to make sure that the information that Yelly has does not fall to the hands of the Shadow. Do you, uh, actually, uh, another question. Do you have camaraderie with everybody in your group? Uh, right now, no. No. Okay, so there will be at least one complication. Uh, do you have any secondary objectives that you would like to take on? I think that if it becomes clear that Yelly has either been converted or we are unable to retrieve them uh, successfully, it is our goal to eliminate them. Okay, okay. but uh, do you have... Outside so, of that. Eliminate them is the most obvious okay. solution to prevent the information from falling in the hands of the shadow. A mm-hmm. uh, secondary objective could be saving Yelly, which, you know. Oh, I thought that was the primary objective. There. So the, 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 the only stated objective that Command gave you is make sure this information does not fall to the hands of the shadow. Okay. Yep. I think the objective that I've stated to the group is that it is our goal to save Yelly. Okay. So that is a secondary objective, so that will be a complication. Oh, I can think of one. We should try to capture one of the monsters to see if we can drive the shadow out of it. Who was the one who had the spell that could temporarily suspend the shadow? Okay. Oh, I was going to say, uh, as a secondary objective, um, Kristen's character has um, a brother that was um, had fallen victim to the shadow, so we could maybe try to he's here, rescue though. them. Uh, okay. But if if he, if he is, we can get information. You do know him. that uh, Drono is, is Drono in this is here. particular shadow right. Yeah, so that we that should be free him. Drono then, yeah. If and by can. free him, I mean fr- free him with the save blade. Him. No, we're gonna we're gonna save. There's him. no saving from the shadow. Uh, I think <laughs> this is a thing that got revealed to your group last night. It's something that Loette decided to tell the group over the fire as they were going over like the core basis of the plan. Tekka has confided in Loet that they have a spell that drove Shadow out in a particular like flash fire situation uh, that probably happened right before uh, Tekka was fully recruited for the military. Probably uh, why she was recruited into the military. Yeah. Uh, Loet, you... And it, it's something that has not heavily been investigated because, like, no shadow person has ever been captured because it presents a danger to the men who are right now being protected by the watch. Um, but if you can prove that it's possible to drive the shadow out of someone, like, that could change the war effort entirely. Um, I think you have a lot of faith in Tekka. So you told the group about this wild plan, and there are especially especially the two people uh from Roishan like they're like no that's not how this is going to work um so that's three complications foolish hubris yes. one concern that Tekka has is they are capable and most people from our clan are capable of talking to the dead so even just eliminating Yelly doesn't necessarily mean our secrets are safe Oh, that's true. You don't, like, nobody knows at this point, yeah, if if the shadow have ways of communicating with spirits. Mm-hmm. That's just simply something completely unknown to you. Can spirits be compelled in your experience? Or is this something that you, it's... There are times, yes, they can be compelled to answer questions. If the proper rituals... Are observed. Tekka, I want to know, um, Dothas, has that clan suffered heavy casualties or losses? I think there is a bit of... <clears throat> I think there is a bit of pride, because we are the clan that people come to for funeral rites and for yeah. the ancestral stuff. And so that's a very important part of like our entire people's culture. So we we have the, a bit of prestige, and I think there are some people who probably bask in that, and I think those people would be susceptible to falling. Definitely, definitely. To the shadow. I guess the question is, have they fallen yet? I think some have. Okay. Some have. I, I wouldn't, I'd say mainly on the whole, we're quite peaceful uh, as a clan. 
Um, and because we're, we've always been a bit more gender fluid, we're not as susceptible, but there are some people within the clan that would be. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that so much. That is an anxiety that you voiced that if your clan elders heard you say that would be furious because that's an anxiety I think the clan has. And it's kind of a secret because again, you don't want to be seen as a liability. Um, but yeah, you've, you've expressed that to the group as well. Like that's added another wrinkle here. So I think we've got three complications. We've just seen your morning camp. You're, you're about to depart, but of course we need to know how you got here. I think those mission assignments that, that you gave out, Loet, are going to count for everybody. That, that is the assignment that you gave him at the start of the mission. So let's make those rolls. I need Tekka and Rezi to roll watch their back. I need Resok to roll scout. I need Trega to roll take point. And I need Loet to roll navigate and strategize. I got a five. Ooh. Ooh. So... Five in that situation. Yeah, I, I I had a plus one from Traga, but that still puts me at six. So which is still not good. Yeah, on a miss, you're adding a complication. So now we're we've got four complications total. Uh, Tekka, what did you get? Even with Traga, I got five. Oh no! Oh no! Dang. So five total complications. Uh, this is a rough scene, and you may have started with more people. Uh, how's navigate and strategize looking? Uh, eleven. Oh, okay. So your your plan was flawless in this situation. Uh, what about take point? I rolled nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve. Okay, so take point is also going swimmingly. Oh yeah. Yeah, on ten plus. Okay, yeah. So on ten plus, you got there, but there's also another complication. This is six complications. Wild. That's wild. I think that is a lot of complications, but we're gonna see how this works out. Uh, how did... I did fantastic. I got 14. Great! So. It's really just the people who are watching backs uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that are inviting a lot of these complications. So with this, because we have six complications total, uh, and we've got six people here... all the complications? Everyone will choose one complication from this complication list. Oh, how many are there? We there are more than six. Okay. <laughs> I'm just picturing... Taco is just so busy looking at spirits... And Rezzy was, like, so busy, like, yelling at Tekka to pay attention to what she was doing. <laughs> we were holding hands, and it's like, Tekka, 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 Tekka's a rock there. There's a log over there. I think I'm going to mark that first complication. Someone didn't make it back alive. NPCs only, unless choosing this for yourself. So just someone in the group... Okay, we're going to name this person. This person was important. Would you like to choose a name off of the name sheet there? There's a lot of fun names. There are a lot of good names, but only one of them is dead now. <laughs> so far as we know. Yeah. Tordek. Tordek. T-O-R-D-E-C. Everyone go around. Who was Tordek? And this should be, this doesn't have to be about your relationship with Tordek. Uh... This can just be like a description of who they were as a person. So the the reason I chose that one is because I think that's why Loet is so cagey in camp and tries to take command. That's why it was so edging on uh, rolling against Shadow because she's like, I already lost one. <laughs> Can't do this again. It is not your fault, but why do you blame yourself? It was under my command. Yeah. So, I, I mean... The one thing I define about Tordek, I, I named him. Oh, no, it's not a he. Yeah, it can't be a he. Can't be a he. It's a they then. Okay. So Tordek, I think it wasn't a serious thing. I think you hooked up with Tordek. <laughs> Good. Um, and I think that's also like part of the problem here. More than anyone else in this group, you knew Tordek. They don't have to have been from your clan or anything. Or you know what they were? They were. They knew the other part of this woods. And that's why that was difficult. And that's why that was difficult. Because you are going off of things that you remembered from Tordek. And every time you try to remember important information, you're also getting hit with emotions from loss. To make this a little bit more pointed and easy for people, Kristen, how did Tordek die? 
Um, I think that there was, uh, um, they were, um, disarming a trap that we were going by and it accidentally sprung. That's so sad. So yeah, Tordic got caught in a trap. Um, and like, there's nothing they could do. It was a malfunctioning trap. Bianca, how did Tordic ease tensions in this group? They often help set the camp up and it was just kind of a calming, soothing affair. They definitely took the time and made sure Tekka had no issues unraveling her uh, sleeping pack. They always took the time to make sure Loette was situated and they didn't have to worry about um, any extra command things. They just really made the effort to make sure everybody in the in our group was comfortable. Like they were kind of like the um like the mediator of our party. Yeah, Resi, why did you respect Tordic as a corporal? I think that. I respected the fact that they were such a good mediator and the fact that they were able to relate to people in a way that I'm personally having a lot of difficulty with. And I think maybe I tried to tried to kind of watch the way that they would interact with people and maybe try to learn from them a little bit. Tekka, were you surprised when Tordek chose Loette to be corporal, to be promoted to corporal after their passing? No. Um, but then again, I don't know much about this. I'm just taking everything at face value. So I there I have no emotion regarding this situation. I'm very sad and I was I able to perform funeral rites for Tordek? Abridged in some <clears throat> way. What was imperfect about it? I I didn't have all of the ritual materials, all the components. Um, necessary. I think I used some up before we left the yeah. main camp um, and I didn't have everything I needed so it felt a little... They weren't serious components but they were enough that it's part of the ritual. It's a part of the process. This is a really I think instructive thing about who you are. What did you bring instead of extra funeral rite material? I think I didn't bring much was was the whole thing is I was just I was kind of thrown into this and I'm not used to moving around I didn't even know what I was supposed to bring I I didn't even know what was going to happen I didn't know what to expect so I really I just I showed up with my spear my clothes on my back and a few pieces that I need to perform the basics of my function. I think your pack was lighter at the beginning of this mission, and you now have the proper supplies and rations because you have Tordex. Right, and I'm thankful for that. I think I would have even had approached Rizok um, and asked to do so, like a ceremony or like prayers um, to be thankful for yeah. having Tordex supplies. Yeah, I, I think you feel the absence of Tordek in the weight that's on your back right now. And that is that is just very, very relevant for you. And it's very heavy. Yeah. It's a very heavy weight mm -hmm. because I don't feel like I can live up to that. I am very self-conscious about all of it. And I, yeah, I it's a heavy, heavy weight. And I'm it makes me even more self-conscious in a way, I think. That's our first complication. Yeah, right. Five more. Five more jerks. Oh, Enjoy it. Oh, jeez. Okay, so, all right. So I took an additional a weary before with that other. Mm -hmm. So I have two weary. Yes. Yeah, going into the, the mission itself, you're going to have two weary. But a lot of your moves are about caring for each other and trying to lower those. So Tordek died. Yeah. And I think. Part of that is I panicked at a crucial moment and everyone saw it and that helped contribute to Tordek's death. Ah, okay. That explains why you were struggling so much with rolling up that pack. Yeah. You, you cannot be seen as a burden. That means I have to mark weary twice. <gasps> so now I'm at four weary. <laughs> oh, okay, mark that. We will address that after we get to the rest of these complications. Wow, y'all! I love how the bedroll has become so much more now. Mm -hmm. And the fight about the command, because now you've had this command for, what, a day? Yep. 
<laughs> if you didn't need any more reason to hate me yeah. more. <laughs> and it was someone that you were romantically involved with at some point who gave you the command. And do they, do, does the group know that is my question. Oh, yeah. Do we know that? I think what the group saw was as Tordek was passing an intimate moment mm-hmm. and they suspect, but they don't know. God. So there's a complication on here that I think is really interesting, which is the shadow took hold of me for a time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I think that when? because Rezzy is, I think that because Rezzy is such a, a mama bear and she feels protected towards a lot of people, even though she might not display it at the, the best way all the time. But because of that, I think that the loss hit her very hard. And I think when confronted with the shadow, she went in more aggressively than she normally would. Um, yeah, or I, actually- think, I think there was a it's timing is going to be so weird. I think originally there were 10 people in this raiding party that was sent after you. It's been reduced to 15 because there was a fight. Yeah. And during that fight, you went all out. And that's when it took you. Yeah. So what, what, what does it say accompanies that complication? It says that uh, I mark a point of jaded and you will say what I did, which I interpret it that as you say what I did when I was taken by the shadow. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so mark, marking that point of jaded, it was kind of a stunning moment. I think it was when Tekka was watching the spirit world and like you were sort of passively guiding Tekka at that point. Tekka had a hand on your shoulder. You were doing something with your hands, like not being super alert because this was, this is probably just after uh, your companion died and you are trying to deal with those emotions as best you can. So you're busying yourself in some way. I think maybe I was eating. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. You're eating those feelings, uh, lightly guiding Tekka. And Tekka's like, oh, that's funny. There aren't as many spirits right here. And then you look up and you see there are five enemies near you. You know your companions are too far away to help. So it's just going to be you and Tekka in this moment. And you unleash hell because you have a lot of emotions to work through. And that coiled spring is so happy to be released. It's violent, it's bloody, and you revel in it. There is a battle cry mixed with laughter and tears. Shortly after you've cut down uh, two of them, the rest of your companions join you to make short work of the others. Um, And I think the thing that bothers you the most is as the life passes from someone held by shadow, if you're looking for it, and most of the time you try not to, you can see the person that they used to be in their eyes right before life leaves their bodies. And those faces have stuck with you. All right, let's get another complication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Things have been really, really heavy, and although I know this isn't really going to make it lighter, um, this is as light as I can make it. Uh, during that battle, I most definitely was wounded. Mm. I will have to take two harm, um, and I was curious about wow. the actual harm rating system. So we do have hurting, wounded, critical. So two puts me at wounded. Correct? Yeah, that's that's not good. I mean, I still have <laughs> my limbs. Like, is that what we qualify? Okay. Yeah. Oof. Um. I still need to be mobile. Therefore, like a gut wound is probably not ideal. Mm, no, that's bad. <laughs> that would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Over time. Eventually. Sometimes. Septic. Uh, yep, the best. Can I suggest a soft tissue injury or really bad bruising, which is also nasty, but like you're not bleeding. You can fight through that. It just hurts like hell. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to go with, I mean, even like maybe a cracked rib. Um, oh god and i i've got like this permanent like grunty face because like i still have to continue my role as the scout but i hurt every step i take it's just like it jars and it hurts and it hurts and it hurts so much but i have to do my duty what do i you know i do what i can i just uh i trust that my god will be the one to uh guide me through all of this (laughs) (laughs) oh that stings okay that's great (laughs) that's that's really great and another complication 
I don't know what the implications of this are going to be, which makes it <laughs> more interesting. Mm, but I like delicious. it. Here, I'm going to give you a present. Oh, good, 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 good. Something followed us home. Since you're not home yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's, what have I done? That's, what have I've, I got, done? I've got time to let that one burn. Ooh, I love it. I think I'm going to return to Loet, and I'm going to have you market jaded. This mission was particularly hard on me. Yeah. I you mean, lost a fair. friend, a lover. You've, you've gained a rank that you know you deserve, but your party does not believe you deserve. And the mission still isn't over. Yeah. Are we ready to move out or do we want to talk a little bit more about the mission? I think that for Rezzy, she's she's ready to move out because she feels like there's she's not going to get any farther with Loette on this. And she just wants to move past this and get the job done. I think I I want to clarify, like we need to know how Yelly is being held and where uh, before we can, like, perhaps, I, d- I doubt we have the forces to drive them to anything. We can be a lure at best, but if we are able to get Yelly in hand, I think retreat is our first, not then moving on with a lure or like a um, attack. Sure. If we have Yelly in hand, you run and I cover our butts. I think one of the things that Loette was going to go through on the map now that we've kind of talked out the plan not only the the path to arrive but a spot to stop scout and then a path for retreat and it's probably a path that she's already set a thousand traps on where you know how to avoid them exactly like i know how to approach turn it off we go past turn it back on Mm -hmm. walk away yeah okay cool uh so here's the way this game is going to work now, we, we, we've gotten to the end of this pre-scouting thing. Uh, we've dealt with all of the complications. The way that we're going to be framing this whole game is through eulogies for Tordek. I think all of you knew Tordek. So during the middle of play, we're going to be able to stop and cut back to that breakfast that you had together where you gave the eulogy rights to Tordek. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more The Watch. I want to point out that this series of episodes is guest edited by MJ. If you've got an audio editing project that you'd like to hire someone for, you can find them on Twitter at Pirate Jenny. That's at Pirate J-E-N-N-E. Thanks so much, MJ. While you're waiting for next week's episode, you should check out one of the other amazing shows on the One Shot Network. As always, we end One Shot with a call to action, and this week, we're encouraging our One Shot heroes to support reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act. Folks, the Violence Against Women Act provides funding for investigation and prosecution of domestic and other interpersonal violence, like stalking and sexual assault. It was passed in 1994, but thanks to certain members of our government holding our budget hostage, Congress failed to include it on the compromise that kept our government open. To keep the valuable protections it provides, it needs funding. And this week, there's going to be a vote on that. A great way you can support it is by calling your representatives and letting them know that you support it. Calling is a small but valuable step to protecting legislation like this. When I call my representatives, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you can find summaries for issues like this one, contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure you get your message across. Calling takes a few minutes and it can make a huge difference. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.